With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. America's two great pastimes collide on this podcast and it's baseball and making money from the dog days of summer through the October Classic. Greg Bases Peterson's going to be free swinging at the betting board as he tries to hit a grand slam for your bankroll. Now here is GP. Hello, welcome to lovely Las Vegas for MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Have a great podcast for you. We've got a man that is a part of, in my opinion, one of the greatest families of baseball history, Bill Ripken. He just recently came out with a book called State of Play, the Old School Guide to New School Baseball, and he is going to be talking about that, the old school style of baseball, some of the elements that can be taken from old school baseball that are currently in new school baseball, state of the game, and everything like that. That's going to be in the first part of our conversation. Then the second part of our conversation, we're going to be talking about where the Baltimore Orioles are at with regards to their rebuild, and we're also going to be talking about just what we can expect from this crazy 2020 season if we wind up getting it because obviously a guy that just wrote the old school guide to new school baseball he's a little bit more of the old school style so we're going to get a player's thought on just what is going on in baseball and I think it is so important to just get a wide ranging amount of expertise with regards to what might happen with baseball in 2020 obviously there's no guarantees that we're going to get a season I am continuing to hold out hope I think that somehow some way we are going to be getting a 2020 baseball season It was announced a few days ago that there is going to be a movement that baseball is going to be taking part in wide-ranging testing with like 20,000 tests a week. So the players, the owners, everyone with regards to having any involvement in baseball, they are all in on trying to get a season and rightfully so because for every month that is lost of baseball, right around $700 million, if not a little bit more, is being lost. So there is a lot of incentive by both the owners and the players to get out there 
get on the field and get some games in, whether that be the Arizona plan. As we know, a few days ago, Florida deemed all entertainment, sports athletes, anyone that works in the sphere to be essential. So perhaps the Arizona plan becomes a Florida plan. I've been talking on this podcast and on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore D1 about this. So I have been keeping very much tabs on this. And if you ever have a question for the podcast that you'd like answered at GUnit underscore 81 is where you can fire them in. If you send them into my timeline, always happy to give you an answer. If you send them via DM, well, the letters to me mean does not matter. I just get in so many DMs. It's hard for me to keep track of them. And I did not get any today, but just keep in mind that I'm going to be doing this podcast three times a week until the MLB season gets up and running. And then once we get baseball back into our lives on a daily basis, I'm going to be giving you a side and total on every single game, every single day, as I did during the 2019 baseball season. So you want to be tuned in for that. Like I said, I do think that we are eventually going to get a season. It's probably going to look very different, though. So that's why you're getting on a wide-ranging amount of guests on this podcast. We had on quite a few guys in the gambling Spear. We had on Gil Alexander, David Behrman, who does a great job with ESPN Chalk. We got on Jessica Kleinschmidt, who's been interviewing a lot of these current players out there in the Bay Area just with regards to their take on it. Guys that cover the sport from a variety of different angles, like Jared Willis, who does some reporting for Forbes. So the list goes on and on. That's what you need to be doing right now, because we just don't know what's going to be happening with this baseball season. It is something that we've never seen before. It's very difficult to handicap, but the more I guess you could call it diverse views that you can get. I feel like the better equipped that you're going to be because we're probably going to be seeing some things that we've never seen before in baseball. The electronic strike zone has been floated out there in so many of these plans for baseball. We've seen the realignment plan as well. This is where the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League become the two leagues because those are the spring training homes of all these teams. So you've got the Grapefruit League having both American League and National League teams along with the Cactus League and that means that you're probably going to be getting a universal designated hitter. That's something that we thought might happen in baseball within the next five to ten years, and now it's probably going to be hitting the gas pedal on that. We've heard the idea of perhaps having double headers with seven innings in them, and we talked to David Behrman as to how those might be booked as well. So there's just so much uncertainty at this point. The best thing you can do is just keeping up with all the news day to day. Obviously, I am not out here saying, oh, you should be listening to Fox News for 12 hours a day every single day or CNN or anything like that, but just keep tabs as to what's actually going on. Continue to follow a lot of these national reporters like Jeff Passan, like Bob Nightingale as to all these plans that are going to be floated out there because we might have the plan that brings back baseball for the 2020 season right now. We might not. And keep in mind that we actually do have some baseball being played across the globe out there in Taiwan. The South Korean Baseball League is getting back up and running as well. So there are some models that show that baseball for the 2020 season is possible. Obviously, we need to do our part help out these frontline workers, all these researchers, all these health officials that are doing their level best to try to get this world back to normal. 
but this is one of these situations in which I do think that you need to keep a little bit of faith, you need to keep hope alive, and just do everything that you can to support these people so that way we can get a 2020 baseball season like I do think that we're going to get. So we're going to get a player's perspective on all of this next. Bill Ripken just came out with the book State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School Baseball. We're going to be talking to him just about how baseball has changed in recent years, how old school baseball players actually use a lot of the fundamental things that we look at in new school baseball, but they looked at it in, I guess you could call it a little bit less of a formal way. And then in the second part of the conversation, we're going to be talking about what he thinks of the Baltimore Orioles organization and what he thinks of what we might see during this 2020 baseball season, what he would like to see, what he wouldn't like to see. All that is coming up next right here on MLB Overtime Betting with myself, Craig Peterson. Greg is phoning a friend and going out to the Azunia Hotline. All right, and we are back here on MOB Overtime with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, and it is great to have on our next guest. This family is one of the most legendary, in my opinion, out there in baseball. And Bill Ripken is a part of it. And he's got a new book out, The State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School Baseball. It's a terrific book. I managed to get an e-copy of it a few weeks ago, cracked it open. Absolutely tremendous. And Bill Ripken is actually a guy that I could not find on Twitter. If I am mistaken on this, I apologize. But I know this is a little bit of an old school guy. He does a lot of work with the MLB Network as well. So, Bill, great to have you on the podcast today. How are you? Well, I wrote a book about the old school, so no, you would not find me on Twitter. <laughs> There's something during this crazy time of baseball or lack of baseball that we're in right now that at least has me entertaining the idea of some sort of social outlet, but I have not succumbed to that yet. So I get to use Ripken Baseball's social media feed. I get to use MLB Network social media feed, but I have not actually went out there on my own as of yet. Bill, let me tell you right now, being someone that's been on Twitter for several years, you're missing out on a whole bunch of people getting angry at you for no apparent reason whatsoever. <laughs> so you're all the better for it. And we're all the better because you wound up writing this book as well. You, much like me, are someone that I'm sure did not like the fact that we had the juice ball in 2019. Back when you were in the MLB, you had a 10-plus year career. You spent most of your time with teams out there in the American League, Baltimore Orioles, Texas Rangers really come to mind. And you were a guy that you weren't necessarily a power guy. He hit right around 250, 20 career home runs. What inspired you to write this book? Because I think that you, much like myself, probably are a little bit sick of baseball being either a walk, hit, or a strikeout. And I think that we can both agree that some of the best baseball that we saw was two, was in 2019 during the postseason because I thought that that was a little bit of a throwback to baseball, and I thought it was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the three true outcomes that are entering into the game, but I think the main reason why I wrote the book was over the last you know, two or three, four years, there's been so much conversation swirling around. The new school is involved. They're in charge. They do things differently. They look at metrics. They use the analytics. And metrics and analytics to me are nothing more than numbers and information. And old school guys like me have always used numbers and information to come up with a plan. So I think over the last few years, there's been so much talk about the new school that we've either forgotten about the old school guy or we didn't know in the first place that old school guys use information and numbers to come up with a plan 
The difference is the old school guy can actually draw on something called experience that the majority of the new schoolers really cannot do. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. As we do have Bill Ripken joining me right here on the podcast. And one thing that I think is so unique that I think a lot of people forget is everyone thinks that the shift was founded like five, ten years ago. It's something that was never around before then. But the first shift actually came when Ted Williams was just absolutely tearing up baseball in the 1940s. So this is something that has been known about for a long time. There are guys that they know whether someone is a little bit better against lefties, righties, things like this. But it's not one of those things where it's paralysis by overanalysis and putting everything into one metric of war, which I know is something that you hit on in the book and is something that you're not necessarily in favor of, just trying to put everything into those couple saber metrics. But at the same time, just knowing a little bit about, okay, this guy, he does a little bit better against lefties. That's obviously invaluable information. Yeah, and look, platooning, Earl Weaver back in the day could never be confused with new school. But there was a year back there when the Orioles were going into the postseason that Ron Renneke and John Lowenstein basically platooned out of left field. But they both pretty much hit in the same spot in the order. And it was just an interchangeable part because of the splits were different. And Earl knew that because he looked at real numbers. He knew what they did against their opponents. And you went that way. And you're right about the overshift. The overshift was not invented by the new school. The overshift gone wild may be invented by the new school because they've done it at this unbelievable pace. But if you go back to 2012, the BABIP, which is a new school terminology, batting average on ball put in play, was 297 league-wide, and there was 4,000 overshifts in 2012. In 2019, there were 40,000 overshifts, and the BABIP league-wide was 297. So you can tell me that the overshift works, the overshift works, and the overshift works, but their numbers, not my numbers, the new school's batting average on balls put in play is virtually identical that it was in 2012, that it was through 2019. So it may have hurt one big power left-hand hitter and took 30 points off of his average. But then it's going to give 15 guys two points on their average because it's a virtual league-wide push from 2012 through 2019. I think that that's a very good point that you brought up and something that personally I did not know. So that is a great piece of information. And what else I think is so fascinating is that now more than ever, we see these pitchers taken out due to pitch counts and everything like that. We all remember back in the day, Nolan Ryan, he would pretty much go out there and throw it until his arm fell off. I think that that might be a little bit extreme, but I do think that pitch counts are something that is hurting baseball as well. Because so many people, they take a look at a pitch count, they see it at like 95, and they think, wow, this guy is throwing a lot of pitches. But I think that this is something I think you'll agree with as well. The actual pitch count, one of these things that you need to take into account when you look at it is high-stress pitches. How many of those pitches came with men in scoring position? All the scheming of keeping those guys on base. How many pitches you threw out of the stretch, and how many different pitches you threw as well, and not just look at the flat pitch count, which I think that you take a look at some of these managers, they just have become a little bit too accustomed to, okay, this is the specific number, we've got to take them out right here, instead of looking at the context of those pitches. Correct, and what you're talking about is all the information at hand, because every pitch is not created equal, you're absolutely correct, and I'll even take that a one step further, there are stats that point that a lot of pitchers, the majority of pitchers, can't effectively go through a third time through the order. 
the batting average against goes way up the third time through the order. But if that is said, and if that's accurate, and let's say that you are having a hard time going through the lineup a third time. So your first nine starts, I'm the manager, and I come out and hook you after two times through the order, and I got all effectiveness out of you, and I said, thank you for your job. We'll let the bullpen take it from here. But your 10th outing, there's something different about you. You felt better when you came into the clubhouse. You had an extra bounce in your step. Your body language was different. Your fastball had a little bit more life on it. Your control was a little bit better. So if we truly want to be analytic, we can't look at the stats that say, okay, pitchers have a hard time going through the lineup a third time because the very thing in front of my eyes, when I'm watching you pitch this 10th outing, you're different. So that information has to come into my mind, and I can't just go out there and say, yep, you have a hard time going through the lineup a third time. No, today you're different, and my eyes are telling me you're different, so I'm going to let you do that. So every pitch is not the same, and you're right, that we cannot look at blanket pitch counts and then make the move. And the other one is the third time through the order, the guy might have a little bit more stuff that day, and then you're going to let him run with it, and you ride with it because that's the information at your hand. I think that you bring up so many good things there, as we do have Bill Ripken joining me right here on the podcast. And now that we've talked to Bill about a little bit of the shift that we've seen with an analytical approach being taken to baseball more and more in this day and age, coming up next, we are going to ask him about his thoughts as to what we might see this 2020 baseball season. And we're going to be asking him about a organization that obviously he has a lot of knowledge with, with the Baltimore Orioles. They're in a massive rebuild. We're going to get his thoughts on all that next right here on Apple. I'll be overhand betting with myself, Greg Peterson. Welcome back to MLB Overtime. Greg is throwing a gem, so yeah, he better not blow it. And we are back here in lovely Las Vegas for MLB Overtime betting with myself, Greg Peterson, being rejoined by Bill Ripken, the brother of Cal Ripken, a man that spent much of his time with the Baltimore Orioles. As I mentioned in the first segment, Bill is not on Twitter, but he is someone that has a lot of familiarity with the Baltimore Orioles. And as we know, the Orioles, well, things have not necessarily been going well for them the last couple years. It just seems like we have a couple more teams that the divide between the top and the bottom is as big as ever. You're a guy that obviously your brother played with the Baltimore Orioles for all those years. You spent most of your career with the Baltimore Orioles. I think we'd both agree it hasn't been good for the Baltimore Orioles the last couple of years. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We've seen the way that the Houston Astros have been able to rebuild. Adley Rushman was the number one overall pick for the Baltimore Orioles during that 2019 draft. I certainly think that he's going to be a mainstay with this franchise for many years, but what do you think of what the Baltimore Orioles are doing right now? Because obviously it's a little bit of a shift as to what we've seen in baseball the last couple of years. It does seem like they are taking a little bit more of the Houston Astros approach. And if I remember correctly, I think that there are some of those members that help the Houston Astros rebuild and reload currently in the front office of the Baltimore Orioles. So we're seeing a couple of parallels there. But what are your thoughts just on the state of the franchise in general? Well, you mentioned Atley Rushman last year as being the 1-1, and the Orioles took him. And if you go back to when the wild card was instituted into baseball and the playoff format started, and you go through and look at all the teams that go to multiple World Series with their core group of guys, and I use their core group of guys because the New York Yankees in 1996 weren't any different 
than the Houston Astros in 2017, 2018, and 2019 with their core group. They were drafted, then they were developed in their minor league system, and then they were built around with other pieces. So with Baltimore losing as many games they had last year and the year before, they are going to be picking high draft choice picks. And the key for Baltimore, just like the New York Yankees or the San Francisco Giants or the Kansas City Royals or the Atlanta Braves, and these are all the teams that have went to multiple World Series that I threw out there, the key for the Orioles, you cannot miss on your high round draft picks and you better find some diamonds in the rough in the draft as well because what you need to do, stockpile some guys in the minor leagues, Four years from now, when they're ready to play in the big leagues, you hope you've drafted and developed a core that you can then build around and turn this thing around. I think that that's exactly the way that you've got to build it up. I am right there with you. I do think that Rushman has a chance to be a star out there in the league. Question is, how long is it going to take? Because we are seeing some of these guys move up through the minors faster and faster, but these are some very uncertain times. I think we will both agree with this. Obviously, we've seen some work stoppages in baseball with strikes, but this is just a completely different ordeal because these guys right now, they are unable to practice with one another. You've got social distancing going on. If you were a player right now in the MLB, what would be your thoughts with all this? Because right now we're staring at the possibility of all these guys having to perhaps play in a bubble in like Arizona, Florida, what have you, for the entire 2020 season if we wind up getting a season. And this is something that obviously we just have never seen before. Yeah, this is very weird. I think if I was still playing, I would hope and trust the fact that whatever decisions were made we're still going to have myself in the best interest. I was usually a pretty loyal and following guy during my time and trusted that the smart people, the heads of the Players Association, the heads of the ownership group, the commissioner's office, are all going to come up with the right answer to get this thing going. And everything is going to be above and beyond the ones being involved being safe. So I think I'd be amenable to anything. Could you be a little bit skeptical? Sure. But I think when it's all said and done, as you said, if they start in this bubble out in Arizona or Florida, they're going to use enough intel. They're going to have enough smart minds sitting around the table coming up with a decision that I'd have to say, you know what? It's going to be a little bit different, but it is what it is. Let's go make the best of it. I'm right there with you as we do have Bill Ripken joining me right here on the podcast. And one thing that I think is so fascinating is that we have all these ideas that are floating out there. Obviously, I just brought up the Arizona plan, the fact that we might get realignment with like the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. That is something that is certainly on the table. And what is really the one thing that you hope does not change with baseball? Because obviously, if we do wind up having a 2020 season, no doubt there's going to be some changes. There's been thrown out there the idea of the universal designated hitter. There's been thrown out there the electronic strike zone. I really don't have a problem with that. The big thing for me is not stooping to the level of having seven inning double headers just because, in my opinion, the game of baseball, you should have the mound at 60 feet, six inches. You should have the bases 90 feet apart. And you always have a nine inning game unless, if, obviously, you have weather take hold. That's one thing that I'm hoping really doesn't get altered in this. I don't know what your thoughts are because obviously we've got a lot of those crazy ideas. I know that they were talking about having like the Milwaukee Brewers in the same division as the Texas Rangers. Being a Brewers fan, I'm just there like, what the heck is this? But with that said, the one thing that I hope doesn't change is these double headers where you have the game decided after seven innings. Well, I, I think we're in for such a bizarre season 
if we can actually get it going to begin with, I think that almost anything is going to be seen. And look, I'm of the old school variety, but I'm also okay with new ideas coming into the game. And I think this season is going to be so unique that there may be a little bit of battlegrounds or shall we say a laboratory out there for some of these ideas that have been kicked around before. Could there be a neutral site idea playoff? If fans are allowed back in, like say late in the year, September or October, this could be an exciting time for baseball because it's going to be so new that I'm almost okay with anything you want to throw at the wall and see what sticks, but really understand and really study what you're doing and what you're seeing in front of you. Because if it doesn't work, accept the fact that it doesn't work and let's move on and just chalk it up for one bizarre season. But I think there's going to be some interesting things thrown out there. And it may, it just may, change some of the way we look at baseball in the future. It certainly could. We could see some things that were maybe going to be implemented in future years taking hold right now, like what I mentioned with the electronic strike zone. I know that so many people are sick of Country Joe West calling balls and strikes out there. That could be something that sticks. The universal designated hitter is something that I've been taking a look at for quite a few years as well. So it is going to be really fascinating to see what happens this season. And Bill, I know you do a great job as an analyst. I know that you and your brother are doing a great job with a variety of different foundations. Obviously, I mentioned your book at the top that you have out. So we'd like to close it up with this. Let everyone know what your foundation that you and your brother have are all doing. And just let the good people at home know a little bit more about the book and where they can pick it up as well. Well, the foundation is called the Cal Senior Foundation, Cal Ripken Senior Foundation. And we lost dad 20 some years ago, just over 20. The idea was dad was always a teacher and was really involved with the local Boys and Girls Club. In fact, my mom served as president at the Aberdeen chapter for years. And there's a lot of guys out there that didn't have what we had growing up, meaning kids. Stability in the house, mom and dad always around. And some of these areas of need that we go into, they really don't have safe places to go. And we've partnered with a number of YMCA's, Boys and Girls Club, Police Athletic Leagues around the country and we build youth development parks. Synthetic surfaces come in, we raise the money in these areas, we build the parks, and then we gift it to that community. And we're up over a 100 of these ballparks or youth development parks that we've put in around the country. And my line of thinking is if a kid's in an area of need, and let's say he's going home from school one day and he has an option of going left or right, and left is something bad could happen, and right is going to a boys and girls club where we just built this state-of-the-art youth development park where they already have the people there that care about what happens to this kid and we provide a place for him to want to go to, let's just say that that decision right there could change his life forever. We partner with law enforcement agencies around the country as well where some of the officers are coming in and they are the mentors of these kids where in some of these regions the kids look at these guys as the bad guys. And unfortunately, things got a little bit cut off there. But as he was saying, this is an organization that is trying to promote the fact that a lot of these people that are supposed to be looked at as heroes, they actually are these teachers, police officers, what have you. And the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation, they are doing a lot of good right now. You can check out the hashtag StrikeOutHunger2020 as this is a foundation that has already put forth $100,000 to providing meals in a lot of these areas. Because 
because as we know, there is a lot of social distancing going on. As Bill Ripken was mentioning, they are trying to build a lot of these baseball fields, but right now their primary focus is just trying to be able to get meals for a lot of these kids. And you can follow the Cal Ripken Senior Foundation at Cal Ripken. SR Foundation, and that is all together, and Foundation is spelled FDN with regards to that Twitter handle, and if you're looking for the book State of Play, the Old School Guide to New School Baseball, that is available wherever you find your books online, whether it be Amazon, what have you. The book is available, and I was able to get a PDF of it myself. I was able to crack it open a few weeks ago, read it. It is absolutely tremendous. I highly recommend it. So a big thanks to Bill Ripken for joining me right here on MLB Overtime Betting. As I stated in the first segment, going to be trying to do this podcast three times a week until baseball returns to our lives on a full-time basis. And then once we do get day-to-day baseball, Baseball action. I'm going to be coming at you guys with a side total and breakdown of every single game, every single day, whether we have the National League the, and the American League, the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League, or if we wind up having Martians playing baseball, I'm going to be giving you a breakdown every single day on it. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you ever have a question for the podcast, fire it into my timeline at GUNNRS41. Hopefully you are all safe and healthy, and I will be continuing to come at you guys until the baseball season gets rebooted and then once it is rebooted we go back to every single day thank you so much for tuning in